Welcome to Your Next Mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilley. Proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day out there, veterans and families, and welcome to Season 2 of Your Next Mission Podcast, a program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, and your, and your host for today, and we have a great show. I always say we have a, a wonderful show. There's no question about that. But, but before we get started, let me thank our presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Homes for making Your Next Mission happen. They love our veterans and families, and I say it every week, <laughs> we love them too. Now, now I'm so excited to introduce a, a country music artist, a, a singer, a Grand Ole Opry member, an author, and an Army veteran, Craig Morgan. Craig, so great to have you on the show. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Good to see you. Good to see you too. But I, I'm sure the audience is uh, eager to hear about all the stuff that you're doing. But uh, before we do that, could you tell the audience about yourself? I mean, you've, you've lived a pretty interesting life. Uh, I'm sure the audience would like to hear about the, those things that Craig Morgan has done. Well, you know, it's funny, Sergeant Major. I just, uh, as we were speaking, I just, the reason I was a little late joining you, yeah. I was in the studio finishing up the audio portion of my book, uh, God, Family, and Country. Yep. The title of the book comes out in September. All right. And uh, it wasn't until I started writing this book, you know, throughout our, my life, uh, I never realized or thought about all the stuff that I was doing. I yeah. just kind of did it. I never, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, what, what do they call that, that list. You know, everybody has, I didn't have a bucket list. I just kind of did I don't things. I have a bucket. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I never looked back. I always, you know, moving forward, yeah. looking forward. And uh, it wasn't until we started writing this book that I realized all that had happened in my life, uh, from the military or even from childhood. You know, growing up in and around Nashville, my dad was a musician and a cabinet maker. So I, I grew up in and around the business and then joined the Army after uh, a year or so of college. And, uh, the the military career that I had was pretty amazing. Probably should have died half a dozen times, but ended up uh, transitioning out of the uh, military and into the music business. And now I've been doing that for almost 20 years. So, yeah, yeah. or actually 20 years. So, yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, just a lot going on. Yeah, you know, it's really funny that, uh, that I, I tell people all the time, the Army changed my life and it saved my life. Uh, you know, it made me grow up to be a better person. Uh, I don't care where you are. I went I, for, for me, I went basic AIT jump school and straight to Vietnam. So I tell people all the time wow. I went from 18 to 55 uh, in one year. So yeah. it's uh, it's the world do that to you. That's for sure. Uh, the U.S. military people understand uh, you. I understand you was in Operation Just uh, Just Cause and also inducted into the Artillery Hall of Fame. I mean, that's that's quite an honor. Tell us a little bit about Just Cause. Well, Panama, 1989. Uh, I got there right before the first coup attempt. I literally was picked up, uh, taken to the reception area. And I hadn't been there an hour. And this E7 comes running in and says, hey, I'm looking for Sergeant Greer. I said, that's me. He said, grab your stuff, come with me. And he took me downstairs and they gave me a, an emergency issue. I think I got a, <laughs> I got a Kevlar and a, uh, I had a uh, flak vest and a little, I had a pack and a poncho liner. And a few other real simple things, some canteens, you know, I got all the stuff I needed there. 
and they walked out of the building with that stuff as I was trying to put it in the backpack. I said, what in the hell is going on? He said, we got something going on, and I understand you're a Ford observer. All the rest of the guys are here. You're going out to Alpha Company First 508. They're already out here. You're going to take your RTO and go over here and sit on this golf course and sit, sit reps for this uh, coup attempt that's going on. Yeah. I mean, I just got there. I didn't even know what the hell was going on. And I jumped on a helicopter. They took us over. We jumped off the helicopter, me and the RTO, and went over there and sat there for two days, sitting in, well, almost two days, a day and a half, sitting, sitting, sitting reps in. Yeah. I, I tell you, that was my introduction to Panama. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I was, uh, I'll tell you a funny story real quick. I was in uh, Iraq and we were just trying to find Saddam Hussein. And I was laying on the tarmac waiting for uh, a uh, a flight and I was sleeping. And somebody come up and say, hey, Sergeant Major. I said, what's that? I said, uh, we got Saddam Hussein. I said, did you kill him? They said, no, he was in a tunnel, but we got him. I said, okay. But I was sitting next to a pile of the money. There must have been. I don't know, five, ten million dollars worth of money right there. And had a couple of had a couple of guards walking around and watching that money. And I said, uh, I told these guys, I said, hey, look, if you want, you guys could take a break and I'll watch the money for a while for you. They said, no, it's not major. We can't do that. What 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 about the uh, artillery? What about being inducted into the Hall of Fame on artillery? Oh, it's humbling. Uh one of only two FOs, Fisters, that was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh wow. I, you know, I don't so major, I, anytime I receive anything like that, and I'm not just saying that's trying to be humble or whatever, but this is the reality. I don't, uh, I don't accept any award that I've ever received on behalf of what I'm doing. I always, uh, in fact, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed by some of those things. I'm grateful. I truly am grateful. And, uh, you know, when we were talking before we started live, uh, uh, the military really did change my life. It was such a blessing to me. And, and I'm grateful for every minute of it. But I never did it, not one second that I ever do any of it to get any of those awards. Or, you know, I, in my life, I didn't think that someday in my life I'd be inducted into the Field Artillery Hall of Fame. That's never why I did the job. Uh, but I always am grateful for those things. And I'm grateful on behalf of all of the soldiers, especially those that didn't come home. Uh, and there's a lot of guys out there and a lot of families. Uh, and I just always accept that in, in memory of all those that, uh, that um, that didn't come home, and then second, there's a lot of people who just don't get recognized, and and we're like when we don't get recognized, it's not that big a deal. We're happy, you know. We like I said, we don't do it for that, but but I always think of everyone else when I'm getting those awards, and I'm grateful for it, and on their behalf. Yeah, I, I tell you, the uh, I feel the same way. I you know, I just I, I, just the way I grew up. Uh, in the military, I just I'm the kind of guy I want to get the job done. I get the job done. If you want to pat me on the back, that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I I still get emails from people that say, Sergeant Major, thanks a lot for that. And it really makes you feel, especially as you get a little bit older, makes you feel good. But yeah, it's uh, there's a special bond in the military. It doesn't matter if you serve one day or a hundred days. If somebody calls you, it's like you talked to them yesterday. Yeah, uh, so it's important. I you say that. I say that very same thing all the time. And we don't have to have served at the same same time. Uh, although you and I were kind of transitioning. I was actually in Iraq when they found Saddam as well. Oh, is that uh, right? The difference was you were laying on a tarmac. I was doing an acoustic show about a hundred years being hailed <laughs> and didn't know at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
but you're right. You're 100% right, Sergeant Major. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and, and the other thing I tell people is uh, I'll help soldiers till the day I die. Uh, there's no question about that. And their families. I'm going to do all I can. You, you know, you talked, uh, you, you know, you, your time in the Army, I'm sure you had a great time. Can you tell us about your transition from military to civilian life? You know, I mean, yours, your transition is probably a little bit different. I know you you spent so many years in the service and you got in with the, I guess you go into reserves, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. I went to active reserves. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about that transition from the military to the civilian life. Well, when people ask me how I transitioned from the military into civilian life, I tell them I'm working on it, and it's still been a long time. Yeah. I mean, when it, as you, you can attest to this even better than I can. You know, for me, it's a, a third of my life. And for someone like yourself, you know, that much more. Uh, it becomes a big part of who you are. It's in our DNA, and you alluded to it when you said, you know, it don't even matter if you served at the same time, one day, 20 years, 50, it doesn't matter. Uh, I find that soldiers that are serving right now that uh, that were that joined the army after I mean, they were the age when I was getting out. They were just being born. And, and I still have that same bond with them as I do Sergeant Davis, who I served with at Fort Bragg and in Panama and Iraq and everybody that I've worked with. Uh, it, that relationship is the same across the board. We do have that bond. Uh, but as far as transitioning, I, you know, for me. Uh, it wasn't what people think. I didn't leave the military and, and get a record deal. I didn't already get a record deal before I left. It was a very, very difficult decision. I was actually a, an OC at JRTC at the time, uh, looking looking to go back to Bragg when I was done there, uh, or to one of the Ranger regiments or somewhere. I knew I'd be ended up somewhere. Um, and I knew that if I didn't pursue this music thing at that time, that I would probably get past the point of me being able to pursue it for a lot of reasons. You know, when you, as you as a lot of guys when they're in the military, you get over that 10 year mark, it's tough to turn around because you're that much closer to the head end. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was, I was at a point where I really had to make that decision. And plus to at my age, you, uh, it, it's more difficult in the music business, the older you get. And I knew that that would happen. So, so I made the decision to try it. And by try it, I did what you uh, what you said. I went in the active reserve. So I, I came, I never really left the military for a while. I went straight from JRTC to Fort Campbell, Kentucky. So I was working out at Fort Campbell and I was writing songs. I was offered a publishing deal. So it was a very slow transition. Uh, so that was in 98 by 2000. Uh, I had my first song on the radio. And a lot of people would say, man, that's quick, but but for me, it seemed like an eternity. And then after that first single, another single, and then things just kept happening. And every time I would get to the point where I would say, uh, I'm just going back in the Army. This thing ain't working like I thought it would. I was making money, but I wasn't making the kind of money that that you would think you would make as an entertainer. Um, just make it, I was barely making what you know a lot of guys in that business get started doing. I was fortunate, though, again, because I had the military. And in my head, I kept saying, hey, if this don't work, I'll give it a little while longer. I can still go right back to the active duty. No, no won't miss anything. Uh, but every time I would think about it, something else would happen. God would do something else that told me he wanted me to keep pursuing that. But I held on to the military until about 2007. Uh, I, I held on a long time. I, I tell you what did it for me, Sergeant Major. What made me decide that I needed to walk away and then literally just walk away 
uh, when my when my term was up. I was going to Fort Campbell. I had a song on the radio called Almost Home. Uh, and I'd had a few songs on the radio before that were top that were uh, top 40 hits. Uh, and so I felt like I was having success, but it wasn't until Almost Home. And I'll never forget, I was driving up to Fort Campbell on, on uh, Fort Campbell Boulevard right there, going in gate number four. And there was a bunch of people standing outside the gate holding up signs that said Craig Morgan. They had found <laughs> out that I was working up there. And I'll never forget it. I pulled in and I was, in, I was, I was actually embarrassed. Yeah. I was, I, I was embarrassed. Uh, and I, I walked in, I sat down at my desk and I thought I've got to either leave or quit the music. I yeah. can't do both anymore. Yeah. And so I made the decision that I was going to work towards that separation. And, and when my term was up, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You know, it's really funny. I, you know, I got out for two years. I stayed out two years in the service, uh, stayed out of the army two years. And uh, I was stationed at Fort Benning. I really tell you the truth. I had a I had a commander I didn't really like, and I thought, man, I, you know, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, you know, if I if I stayed another enlistment, I run into people like this. So I so I got out, stayed out two years, and and I lived in. I was in Washington State, I lived in Vancouver, Washington, and uh, I wasn't working, but I'd go up by uh, like the Fort Lewis. I'd go by the Fort Lewis. I'd drive on post, look around, and I missed it, you know. And so I, I, you know, and I go down to the reserves. I did all sorts of stuff. And after about two years, I went, well, I started going by the recruiting station and I talked to him. I said, hey, look, uh, you know, I'm thinking about going back in. And then the guy said, yeah, we sort of talked about it. And then uh, I was working and the guy called me on the phone, a recruiter. He said, let me tell you something. If you don't come in today or if you don't come in this week, you'll lose all your rank. Because I, I, two and a half years, I was a staff sergeant. And, uh, and so I said, well, what do you mean? He said, if you don't come in now, you come back in as a private. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. And I went down there and signed up. I was still working. I went down there and signed up. And uh, like a month later, I was at Fort, well, I was at Fort Polk. Yeah, I think I was at Fort Polk or something like that. But but uh, but the Army has certainly been good to me. And uh, I, here's the other thing I'll tell you. I, I don't let people affect your life. Just like you with your dreams and music business, all that stuff. If you think it's right and it feels right for you, do it. Uh, and I, you know, people listen to people around them, all that other stuff. If if you think it's right, do it. What I also say is, what's I, I do believe in God, and I think God uh, puts all of us on this earth for a certain reason. You know, whether or not you're a singer or an actor or a, or a soldier, uh, but He puts you on this earth to do something. So don't waste that time. Do something with your life. Make a difference, and and, and that's what I want. I mean, I've. Uh, I'm like you. I've been blessed, and probably, probably. I should, I'm going to tell you this one last story. The last room I lived in before I came into service, I lived in a laundry room, uh, just big enough for a bed. Had three shelves. I'd, I'd put my clothes on. I had a little vent I'd look out of, and I lived there for two and a half years. I was a poor kid. It's just me and my mom and my sister. My mother and father divorced, and and I didn't have anything. And I and I really, quite frankly, had no direction in life. And that's why I always say. The Army changed my life, and uh, it saved my life. There's no question about that. We're talking with Craig Morgan, country music artist and singer, and you're listening to your next mission podcast with me, your host, Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. You can see I'm pumped up. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this discussion, if you ain't enjoying this discussion, something's wrong with your butt. But if you're enjoying this discussion, please like us and click on that subscribe button below and and join us. Join the team. It's just like me and Craig is talking about right now. It's about joining a team that that wants to help each other. We're all part of a family. The only difference is I'm not going to send you any money. 
<laughs> but I want you to join my family. Uh, you know, we talked uh, we talked about family. I was just talking about family. I know how important that is to you. Can you can you talk about the support? I, I know when I was in the military, my wife they sacrificed so much, and not just in the military, but out of the military. Can, can you tell us a little bit about your family? I can, sir. And that you're right. That is uh, for me. It's my uh, aside from God. It's the second most important thing in my life. Um, and I, and I believe that uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at. There's no question. I would not be where I'm at in my life and, and in particular in my career as well, uh, were it not from the support that I received. And, I, and that started early on for me. I was fortunate. Uh, it wasn't until I left home that my parents divorced. So I had a mom and a dad in the home. We weren't wealthy by any. In fact, we were, you know, lower middle class. Uh, didn't, didn't, didn't raise, wasn't raised with a lot of money, uh, but was taught to be grateful for everything that you got. Uh, and that I was fortunate uh, to marry a woman that, uh, supported me. In fact, uh, she was, I think she was more upset about me leaving the army than I, than I was. To pursue well, I'm sure you married up anyway, right? <laughs> oh, I promise you I married up. <laughs> I married way up. In fact, when I go, when I go places now, when we walk in, people don't look at me and say, hey, that's Craig Morgan. <laughs> they look at her and say, who is that actress with Craig Morgan? <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, the, the, the military spouse or the spouse. Uh, they sacrifice so much. And, and uh, I'm with you. I mean, you can uh, you can never pay him back for all the things they do. I, I always tell my wife, you know, when I, I, I stayed, I never even shift any household goods. Uh uh, she did it all the time. The only time I ever shifted was, was when I got out of the service. I said, man, this is hard. <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, I, you're, it's exactly true. Every time we ever moved, I was deployed, and my wife would uh, had to deal with all of that stuff. Uh, and, and, you know, what's funny is I thought, well, when I get out of the Army, I'll be around more. I'll do that. It's been worse. Uh, and, and she's still just been rock solid. And the kids, I'm very fortunate. Uh, we have five children. Uh, I, I tell people we have four here and one in heaven. Uh, in 2016, I had a son that drowned and died. And uh, so, you know, it's uh, we've experienced all the hardships, all the love and uh, the gamut of emotions that a family and experiences that you can go through from being so broke that, uh, you know, we're counting chains together just to get the milk for the kids to, to the point that we're at now where my wife shops like she's married to Garth Brooks, you know, um, She's not, but she shops like that. But, but I've been real. I've been really blessed, and I have beautiful children. My kids have all grown up. Uh, you know, in the book, I was you know doing the audio book. It's so funny. It's different than reading it, than having to verbally read it to the microphone and hear myself reading my book. Uh, but there was a story I was reading uh, about my son, my oldest son, who's coming in uh, here in just a bit from Arkansas. He and I just started a new business together in Alaska that I'm so excited about. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But I remember in the book, I, I was talking about how he was so passionate. He wanted to go in the army and, and, and be airborne, be a ranger. You know, he wanted to be like his dad. And, and, and as he got older and into high school, he started really talking about, it. he started, and I brought him home and said, you are not. And I, you know, looking back, uh, I, and I remember the conversation. I remember sitting him on the couch and saying, I'll pay for college. Uh, you don't have to work when you go to college. I'm not going to give you a bunch of money, but I'll give you enough where you can have you some snacks or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I said, other than that, you're going to get a job and I'll get you a good used car. But if you, you won't ever have a debt for college. And when you graduate college, I'll buy you a new vehicle. Yeah. But you're not going in the army. I've served enough for all of us. 
And uh, I look back and I, re- I, that's the one, if I have any regrets, that's it. Because I know he loved it and he wanted to do it. Uh, and he would have probably been really good at it. Cause like me, he's got the ADD, the ADHD, the dyslexia. <laughs> he's got everything too. <laughs> well, you, you know, everybody, uh, I tell everybody, you, you stand in the middle of a circle. You ever heard of the, the uh, three, the people stand in the middle of a circle. And if you want to grow in life, you got to step out of the circle. And so when you yep. and I did, what you did, you step out of the circle, went in the military. You step out of the circle to go in, into singing music, country music. So you got to keep stepping in life that way. I got to, you're talking about God. I'm going to tell you a story. I, I, I've told a story on the show before, but I'll tell you because I'm sure you'll appreciate it. I have an older son that had pneumococcus meningitis, left him temporarily blind, temporarily deaf, 20 to 30 convulsions a day. And, and, uh, and, mm. he, and he got sick at about 15 months old. And, uh, and uh, so, so he's on, I can't remember, I, my wife always says I'm crazy, but he's on like three or four different kinds of medication to try to control those seizures and stuff. And really, quite frankly, uh, I always thought that he would die by the time he was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just, I don't know. So I was up in Fort Lewis, Washington. I was up at Yakima Fire Center. I don't know if you ever been up there. And we shoot shooting tank gutter, yes. and my wife called me, so you got to come home. And so uh, I said, okay, so... Uh, I, 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 what's wrong? She said, well, Brian's sick again. And I said, okay. So, you know, I asked first hour and I got my vehicle and went home and I went right to the Madigan hospital there and went in and I seen the doctor. I said, doc, what's going on? She said, we don't know. And I said, what do you mean? I, I, we don't know. I mean, now at the time he's on all that medication. They can't control the seizures. And so just like you, uh, I do believe in God. So I, I went in this small annex. I got down to my hands and knees and I said, uh, God, Almost makes me cry when I tell a story. God, either let him live or let him die. Uh, mm. Let him live, and that's that's hard to say when you have a a child. You know, you want the best for all of them, and uh, and so you know, went back. Anyway, the bottom line is the next day there wasn't nothing wrong with him. The seizures stopped. Wow. Yeah. Power of prayer. Well, you you know you you could say anything you want about life. It's it's all. It's all about believing, believing in yourself, believing in life, believing in your fellow man, believing in the things that you do each and every day to make it a better place for the people around you. I, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sure I'm not the best person in the world, but but I try, I try to do things for people as much as I can, and uh, and that's 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 really important. I, and I know, well, again, I know that you do too. So yeah, that's that's. Uh, well, you're saying exactly what I say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what I tell people. Listen, sometimes in, in pain, you know, uh, that there's a reason they call uh, they call growing pains growing pain. Yeah, it hurts to grow. Yeah, uh, like you said, stepping outside those circles, there's pains in any kind of growth, whether it be uh, physical, mental, emotional. There's pain in that, but you have to push past the pain. Yeah, and when you do, you become stronger. And a lot of times that pain, it might not even be for you. It might be pain that you're suffering for the well-being of someone else. Yeah. It's like the soldiers. They yeah. go out and suffer the life that they live in combat. It's not just, they're not doing it for them as much as they're doing it for everyone else as well. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is you got to have a best friend. Uh, you know, just, I know you said you've been married 36 100%. years. 36 years. I've been married 50 plus, 52 Oh wow! And and, uh, and I tell people all the time, my wife is absolutely my best friend, and uh, of course she's in charge. I'm just sort of carrying her bags, but uh, <laughs> but 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 she uh, she's 
I mean, she's uh, she's my sounding board. Everybody's got to have a sounding board. Uh, sometimes it's a little slappy back in reality. I used to tell her in the army when I was in the army. I said, "You know what this soldier did today?" And she looked at me. And she says, "You know, Jack, you did the same thing." And I go, "Oh, that doesn't make no difference." <laughs> and I said, "Hey, recently you had the opportunity to be in a reality TV show, Beyond the Edge, I guess it was. That must have been an oh, incredible experience. I, I guess that was. was a, where was that at anyway?" Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Panama. That's crazy. <laughs> back to Panama. Not even, not even, I mean, right up near the Costa Rican border where yeah. I had jumped in in 1989 with an ODA team in the CIA. <laughs> yes. In I 1989, I made a jump, not even 80 yards from where we were at, or I mean, 80 miles. And uh, it was, I'll tell you what, I, I don't, I, I generally would never look at something like that. Yeah. Like, cause I don't like those shows where they try to pit each other, everybody against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just nasty. I just don't care anything about that. Uh, but this show was completely different. So the idea was that for everyone to try to stay there as long as you can, uh -huh. you don't get, you don't get voted off. The only way you leave is by leaving of your own will, your own desire. Uh, every day it was a different team, different team leaders. So there was no way to strategize against each other. None of that kind of stuff. And every day that we were there, we won money for our charities, each one of us. Uh, and, and so if you won a competition that day, you had the opportunity to win that much more money. We ended up when all things, when everything was said and done and I made it till the end, uh, I didn't win the most money, but I won a lot and I made it till the end myself, Ray Lewis. Colton Underwood and Mike Singletary. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I, I was football. with Mike Singletary one time when I went overseas, him and Terry Bradshaw uh, on a USO oh, tour. He's, he's gosh, a nice, what a good man. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. Yeah, he's a nice fella. Yeah. 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 Well, well, end, how much did you uh, win? We ended up, well, I won 70000 uh for Operation Finally Home. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and at the good. end, Monster... Monster Energy, they have a philanthropic called Monster Cares. Yeah. They ended up adding another 30 to it. So we got to present them with a check for $100,000. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Good on you. That's a, so, so it was how, what, awesome. was the, what was the total amount so they gave away? Uh, half, over half a million dollars total. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Between everybody. There were, uh, there were 10 celebrities or nine celebrities. Uh, so, you know, and again, it was distributed equally in the beginning. And then every day that you won, I think Colton Underwood, who was the, he won the most, I think he was upward of $250,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's something. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to your next mission podcast. You're watching your next mission proudly presented by the cavalry agency. They help brands dominate no matter their size. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Cavalry. Learn more at Cavalry.com. Navy Federal Credit Union, the most trusted credit union owned by members of the military community, serving all branches of the armed forces and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Purdue Global, providing affordable online education for hardworking adults. Learn more about a personalized, innovative, and world-class education at purdueglobal.edu. Veterans United Home Loans, the number one VA lender for five straight years. If you're buying, they're funding your dreams. Learn more at veteransunited.com. 
Now back to your host, the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. Welcome back. I'm the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army, Jack L. Tilly. We're blessed to be here today with the country music artist and Army veteran, Craig Morgan. And I want all of our listeners to reach out to me directly. Tell us about uh, tell us about your transition. Me and Craig was talking about transition. Well, I'd like to hear about your transition out of the military. Tell us what topics you'd like us to cover on the show. It's not it's not my show. It's our show. We're all veterans. We all uh, we all work together. We all care about each other. There's 20 million veterans out there, and let me know what you want to have. You can call or text me at 844-424-1134, and I'll reach out to you. I'll actually call you back. Or send me an email at uh, smatilly at yournextmission.org. Okay, Craig, let's pick it up where we left off here. Craig, I understand that you have, a, you talked about a little bit, a new book called uh, God, Family, and Country. You talked about the very beginning. You want to tell the audience a little bit more about that? Yeah, so uh, it's a memoir uh, talking about my life from the time I was born all the way up to the Beyond the Edge show. Uh, and I, I, I don't, it ain't one of those tell everythings, but it's, uh, I talk about a lot of the experiences that happened in my life. You know, having done country music now for 20 years and did the military prior to that, I was a law enforcement in between. I work with a uh, anti-sex trafficking organization, so I've been traveling all across the world doing that. Uh, and and a lot of people don't know, especially the music fans, that a lot of people didn't understand that while my music career was taking off and first starting, I was still in the reserves. I was going and doing USO shows, and I was still in the reserves. Uh, I would go over there and finish up a USO show and then do some uh, my drill time uh, in Afghanistan and or Iraq. Uh, got to do a few of those. Uh, got to work with a couple agencies, government agencies, and do some real cool stuff. Just, uh, just a great experience, and I was really blessed. And that's what the book is about. But it also covers all the hardship. Talks about my son, the loss of my son. I talk about you know, the struggles in the music business from one label to another and going to another and, and the ups and downs of that. Um, but really, the, the reason I wrote this book is I wanted to I want to inspire people. Sorry, Major, I want to motivate people the same way you do. I want people to know that, one, they're not by themselves. They're not going to be the only ones that are experiencing the ups and downs and know that there is a there is a truth and there is a light and there's a way. You don't have to get to the bottom. You don't. And if you're at the bottom, you you got to know that you can get back. Uh, and I, so I want to inspire people. I want my book to do that. I want to motivate people. So I didn't do it by myself. I can't take all the credit. I'm not a book writer. I can write a song, but I have never written a, a book. So uh, I hired Jim DePlace, who's a great writer, written a ton of military books because I felt like the military was such a big part of my life that I needed to really have someone understand uh, who write with me understand that. Uh, Jim wrote American Sniper. He's written a ton of those kind of books. He's had two or three books be movies. Uh, so he and I sat down, started right before the uh, pandemic, and we just finished up. Book comes out in September. And um, again, I did the audio, which was weird. Yeah. But if someone downloads the audio book, it's me reading the book. Yeah, yeah. Craig, I hope you don't mind. Can we can we talk the son you lost? Uh, uh, I know that was a struggle. Sure. I wasn't going to ask this question, but... But, but I think it's important for maybe of the audience. The, the son that you lost, I mean, that was a struggle to get through that for a long time. Did And I guess the question is, how did you get through that? Uh, you know? uh, it, it was almost seven years ago. And, I, and the same way I talk about transitioning in joke, uh, in jest, uh, I'm serious when I tell you having lost a child, 
again, almost seven years ago. But for me, it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. Every day I wake up, it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and how do I get through it? I pray every morning. I pray every day. My wife and I understand the, the, the impact that it has. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of times when we, when we hurt ourselves or when we get hurt, like even in love, uh, you heal there, the, the wound, like if you've cut yourself, the scar, there's scar tissue and it heals with, with the loss of a child, it, you, you don't develop the tissue. You don't develop the, the cover up. It doesn't heal. It's forever there. So you just have to learn how to deal with it. And, and through the way we deal with it is through prayer and understanding. And we have, we do really believe, we believe that our son is in heaven. I don't even think he's in purgatory anymore. His mom has been praying every day since he's gone. And he was a good boy. He was a good boy. And so we, we know that. And so we talk about him all the time uh, because he's still very much a part of our lives. He's not here. I don't get to talk to him every day. And he, well, I do get to talk to him, but I don't get to hear him talk back like my other children, yeah. but he's still a big part of our lives. And it, you know, we're just, we're just so grateful. It's hard. It's really hard. Like I said, Every day I wake up and it was yesterday for me, yeah. even though it's been almost seven years. And a lot of people don't understand. It, and I hope they never do. I really do. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that heartache. And what I was talking about is how when we cut ourselves and, and scar tissue develops and it helps you heal. The problem with losing a child is you never develop tissue. It never really heals. You do find solace and you do find some peace and some joy, but happiness is never the same. And I don't think it ever will be, but I'm okay. I'm healthy uh, and I've got a good spirit. And I know that God loves me and I love God and I love my, I have my other children too. You know I mean? I have other children, so I can't just, I can't just pack my shit up and go. I've got to be here for my family and my wife. And, and so we, we find joy in knowing that our son is in heaven and I'll see him again someday. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. I, I, uh, I had a good friend uh, that I was stationed with down at Fort Knox and he lost his son. He never, he never recovered. In fact, I don't think he comes out of his house. It, it's such a struggle. And I've, I've reached out to him. I talked to him a couple of times, but uh, yeah, it's just, I, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Well, what are your plans for musically for, for this fall? I know, I know you got a lot of stuff coming up. Tell the audience about what you're going to be doing this fall. We're touring like crazy. I'm doing more shows now than I've done in a long time. Of course, you know, we had almost 18 months of no shows at all. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very difficult in our industry and it, it put a big uh, dent in the country music, all music, but country as well, put a big dent in the, in the business. But but we're all back out there and we're touring. So we're doing a lot of dates, touring a lot. Uh, in September, when the book comes out, I'll be doing a lot to support the book, do a lot of book signings around the country, a lot of that stuff. Uh, I got a movie coming up that I'm going to be in, going to be a part of. So I'm working on that. <laughs> is it an action movie? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, actually, it is about Davy Crockett. <laughs> Are you joking? I'm not joking. I'm excited. So. Well, next yeah. time you get a chance for a movie, tell them I'll carry your bags in there. I'll be David Crawford's <laughs> sidekick. <laughs> do, do you, have, yeah. you, you have a bunch of new songs coming out too, don't you? I do. Got a new single coming in August. Uh, going to be doing a lot with the book in and around all my touring. The book will be out in September, so I'll be doing a lot of book signings. And then, as I said, I got a movie uh, that I'm going to be working on. Uh, all of this in and around that, I got to be working with my son in Alaska on this new business where we take people to experience off-grid living. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I heard you talk about the movie David Crockett, so let me be in that next David Crockett show. Hey, Craig, any, yeah. fi <laughs> any, any final thoughts, anything you want to say? Just thank you, Sergeant Major, for what you're doing to bring attention to these men and women, our veterans and their families. God bless you, and thank them. Thank, I'm, I'm grateful to them as well. All right, God bless you. Thanks to Craig Morgan. I'm Jack Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major. Have you been listening to your next mission podcast? And thank you for listening today. Please visit our website on yournextmission.org and leave me a review. Hopefully it's a it's a good review. I always like good ones. I don't like bad ones. If you if you send me a bad one, I'll still read it. Uh, or you can go also go there and uh, look at our partners who can provide you with so many services that will assist you in your transition out of the military. You can please uh, you can also please visit our corporate partners there. See all the jobs that are available. And I want to say this a couple of times. Please know we want to assist you any way we can. I'm going to say that again. Please know. We want to assist you any way we can. Please know we want to follow our, you know, follow me on all my social media channels, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or LinkedIn. And if you want to, if you, and if you enjoyed this discussion with Craig, please like us and click on that subscribe button below. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. Please leave me a message or send me a text at 844-424-1134. Send me an email at smatilly at yournextmission.org. Thanks again to Craig Morgan for being with us today. It was, it was great having you on the podcast. And I want to leave you with three things to remember. We're dedicating season two of your next mission to all those veterans and families who struggle with mental illness, which so often has led someone to take in their own life. Please reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a while and, and check on. I always call it a buddy check. And I always tell people that, you know, the last, uh, Nine months or so, I've had a couple of my friends that uh, commit suicide. And I always think about if I'd, if I'd have just checked on them, you know, would have made a difference. Second, I'd like to see every veteran in America celebrate his or her service by wearing their service cap on Friday. If you was in the Army, wear it on Friday. I wear it every doggone day. But but do it. Wear it. Show, be proudful of what you've done. Show the people about your service. And send me a photo. I'll put it on my social media channels. And I want to encourage everyone listening today, reach out to your neighbor. Offer a smile or a helping hand. Together, let's try to bridge that divide that so often has affected uh, so many of us in this country. Again, thanks for listening. And thanks for Cloudcast Media. And of course, our four presenting sponsors, Calvary Agency, Navy Federal Credit Union, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. We appreciate all you do for our military. And as always, see you on the high ground. Hooah! You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org.